0: Hey friend, if you're an Email Templates 101 owner, be sure to log in and check out the 2024 updates and brand new templates in your course.
1: You'll find a new active listing seller check-in template as well as a new offer delivery template for your sellers. Plus lots of fine tuning to the other existing
0: templates. Don't have Email Templates 101 yet? Grab yours now at hustlehumblypodcast.com courses. It's not like you're saying, I can never work for someone else again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You just go back. Emotion right. would be putting okay. on your slippers and pretending like you're going to go into your office, but watching Netflix selling Sunset because it's about real estate. Well, oh. it's like
1: logging your food. Right. You're like, I'm not going to eat this Reese's Peanut Butter Cup because I don't want to put it on the list. Is...
0: Now you put the poker
1: in it? I can put my poker in the fire. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top-producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies
0: where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. How are you today? I'm just great. Wonderful. It's episode number 204. You're full-time. 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 Now what? Mm -hmm. What's going to happen now? Um, Also, this episode airs on July 3rd. So I think it's ironic to have an episode about being full time when clearly people are on vacation. Yeah. (laughs) But it's also time to declare your independence. Yeah. Oh. You figured it out. Perfect. (laughs) From corporate America. That's right. Be independent. Go full time. (laughs) Uh, do you mm-hmm. want to tell us what inspired the episode? Yeah.
1: So, in our community, in the Hustle Humbly community, we had one of our members last year comment that they had just gotten laid off from their full time job. Mm-hmm. So, this was kind of a forced, okay? For- and in forced. some ways, I think this is best. Right. <laughs> sort of like, I don't know if you remember, I was bartending and working events trying to be full time. Mm-hmm set a goal for savings and kind of had to cut it short when you had a client yes i had a client that realized well he was at an event that i was bartending and was very turned off that his realtor right was was not full time was moonlighting as a bartender yeah and I was like, well, if you would buy a house, I wouldn't have to bartend anymore. Help me. It's like a chicken and help the egg me, situation. Help me. So I took the plunge at that time a little bit before I was ready. Right. Um, and it was scary, of course. And so in this message that we got, it just made me think of how yeah, sometimes people are forced into being full-time. I, and I, I
0: felt sometimes, relatively forced by how miserable I was in yeah. my full-time job. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Right.
1: Okay, carry on. Okay, so he had been an agent for two years. Okay. Not full time. Right. That's a long time. That's a pretty long time. I think it was time. Yeah. To make it happen. Yeah. Um, and he had been planning on doing it. You know, you pl- you always plan on doing it. So he was in the group asking for advice and words of encouragement. Right, because he had been pushed out of the nest. Yeah, <laughs> And
0: then he was like, help me fly. Go fly.
1: Go. <laughs> help me fly. And it was just so much good commentary, good advice. Also, just an episode that we thought would be good for anybody else that is yeah. now full time. We have a few other episodes on preparing to be full time and you right. know certain like, things you can do when
0: you're new mm-hmm. didn't you write down a yeah. few so what to do when you're new or slow is episode 17 this is one of our favorites and then we revisit the topic and it's what to do when you don't know what to do which is 135 um i will say that i'm trying to be mindful to keep um the lens of sometimes when you go full time in that case like the message probably isn't super busy. Sometimes when you go full time, it's because you've acquired so much real estate business that you're like, well, I don't I don't need the other job. I'm too busy in real estate. I've got so I think we're gonna give a lot of advice if you're going full time and you're not slam busy, but but I'm gonna try and also bring back in the fact that maybe you're going full time because you are busy. Like mm-hmm. maybe it is a I have so much business that I'm ready. And right. but I think most of us do it not out of necessity. This, right. We're yeah. just like, we got to, we got to put, we got to go all in on this. Right. Right. Because that is a, and I think a lot of this is a mindset thing. If you don't feel like this is your main gig, if you don't like look at it that way, then you kind of don't fully commit and you can't mm-hmm. do it halfway and be really successful and and consistent is, mo- I think the most important thing. So that's kind of how we're going to frame this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I have lots of great ideas of things you should do. Okay, great. Or could do. Yeah. Because you're going to have a lot of time. You are going to have a lot of time. And one of the biggest things
1: that I wrote down was that you are in charge of your time. (laughs) Right. There is no boss. No. calling you to say, hey, are you at the office? Where How were much- you today? Yeah, where were you? Are you taking time off? Oh, you're getting your hair done in the middle of the day? Yeah. Like You <laughs> like, are held accountable right, for, for your-, your time,
0: yes. for your own time. It is up to you. Um, it's so funny because that's the first thing I put on my Things You Should Do Now. Oh, good. Plan your ideal week and your ideal month. And mm. if you've ever listened to our um, time management episodes with Anna Kornick, she has a great podcast called It's About Time. She is the one who teaches all about your ideal week. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we understand that real estate is flexible and cyclical, and it's not the same every week. But I do think you need to sit down with yourself and say, "Okay, now that I'm transitioning to this being my full time, so let's just call it 40-hour week. Probably mm-hmm. won't be every week, but let's just call it that. What are you going to do with those 40 hours? Mm-hmm. Like, you've got to sit down and think. These are the things I like to get done in the course of the week." Yeah. So I think getting out like a calendar and actually thinking that through, like, what are your strategies going to be? Do you want to do an open house every other weekend? Do you want to commit to one like you did in the beginning every single weekend? Like, what are the things you're putting on your calendar? Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing I think you need to put on your calendar from the beginning, especially if you're busy starting full-time is your off day and your office day Mm -hmm. like put them on there so you know every week i need an off day i need an office day maybe i want an open house i don't like what are you going to do during the week yeah how would you schedule it or how did you schedule it when you went full-time i can remember
1: um when i got back from my honeymoon Mm -hmm. i was newly in real estate not very busy Now, newly married, newly living with someone that had a pretty strict work schedule. Right. And I remember feeling very inadequate for a minute there. Because now I am not living alone. <laughs> and Someone I'm, knows if you're in your
0: pajamas all day.
1: Yes. And <laughs> I just felt like, okay, Alyssa, you have to figure this out. You have to plan better. And so what I did was I looked at you know my brokerage and looked at the calendar there and committed to the Monday morning meeting every Monday and the Wednesday sales meeting. I was like, if I can get to those two things every week, first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it was so true. I felt like just... After that, I would just work in the office and sometimes people would throw me a lead or I'd hear people talking. And just putting myself in the environment energized me and the business just started happening. What is the saying? The harder I work, the luckier I get. Right, right. That's how it felt for a minute there. Mm -hmm. And um, I can remember we had an agent in our office who was leaving Mm -hmm. Because of, like, her husband's job or something. And she had, like, five listings that were not the greatest oh. listings in the greatest areas. Uh-huh. But because she was leaving, we had to reassign her five listings. And my broker came to me. And I was new. And she was like, you want to give it a shot? And I that went, was yeah. a huge boost. Five at one time. I I think, like, three of them closed eventually with me. But just... Finding out, when am I going to show up? Mm -hmm. I liked that there was some sort of meeting. If you're in a company that maybe doesn't do meetings, you likely do have a local board. Yeah. So looking at that calendar Mm -hmm. each week and saying, what things am I going to do to get me out of the house on this day? Yeah. When you get up and you get dressed and you show up, things just happen.
0: Right. It just I agree. That was my next – that's exactly what I put – put yourself in real estate situations mm-hmm. at home on your couch watching netflix no matter what show it is is not a real estate situation right and i think that going into your office is how i was successful as well like i went physically into the office and watched maybe that day i literally had nothing to do and i'm listening to people make real estate calls and i'm watching people do re- like be in a real estate environment and that is going to help you to eventually things are going to fall in your lap or just having your mind be on that focus, what you focus on grows. We've Mm -hmm. said this a million times. So you have to be in a real estate situation. So what about agent tours? Yeah. They are happening all of the time. I mean, in our market, I assume in most markets, and you don't have to be... It's not just for your office. Mm -mm. They come from, go talk to some local title companies. They're the ones who usually sponsor the tour. Get on their email list. You'll know where the tours are. Mm -hmm. Go drive through neighborhoods. Like there's so many ways to put yourself in real estate situations and a real estate mindset. Um, I had sales meetings too, but you got that one go to the board and take the classes. Mm -hmm. There are other agents there. If you go to the board, you're going to see postings for other events. Mm -hmm. Be around other realtors, Mm -hmm. especially if you're in a small office or an office that doesn't have a physical office, right? Yeah. You got to get in front with some people. Right. That are doing real estate. One of our
1: listeners commented, I wanted to read her comment um, on his post. And she said, when I started real estate, I kept my original full-time job as a consultant. I made the switch to real estate because I was liking my other job less and less. And one day I was like, that's it. I need to do this. It was the best decision I ever made. And once I was only doing real estate, everything just took off. I would definitely stick to the full-time real estate schedule. Um, And I was like, that is how I felt. Yeah.
0: Once I committed and started showing up. Yeah. Things just happen. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. Because I was full time from the very beginning, but that's a joke because the first three months when I was at the original broker that didn't work out, I didn't, I went to the office a couple times Mm -hmm. and then I just got like in my head, it wasn't a fit. There were other things going on and I didn't do anything. Right. Then when I went to the smaller office and I showed up every morning at nine dressed and ready to do work, that's when it, took off Mm -hmm. right so you have to put yourself in that sort of like
1: how we say you know it takes three years to really get established and to start seeing the repeat and referral business but the clock doesn't start until you're doing what you're supposed to be doing
0: you're not really a full-time agent until you Work full-time hours.
1: So you feel like your first three months, kind of like your clock hadn't started yet. It didn't. You were licensed, but you can't not. say, oh, you know. I was it, giving it my all. No, it I, doesn't. Uh-uh. It takes three years of giving it your all mm-hmm. to see what your business looks like. Is this going to work out? Yeah. We had a, an agent in our office the other day, and she was saying, you know, I've, I've joined all these things and nothing's working. And I'm like, so when you go to these luncheons for the networking group, how many people are you meeting? Are you going, showing up late, sitting in the back, leaving early? No one even knows you were there. You shouldn't have gone at all. You should have just stayed home in your bed. Right. It's like you really have to. And I think that's wise of you to be able to look at it and say, I wasn't doing what I was supposed right. to be doing. And that's was hard unemployed. to do. Yeah. <laughs> I was fully unemployed. (laughs) It's like that self-accountability to say, I feel like I'm so busy all the time, but what am I actually doing? Right.
0: Oh, yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Chelsea had an episode on Marketing Bar recently where she's talking about James Clear's idea of the difference between action and motion. Mm. And motion is thinking about something, planning something. But action is when you're, instead of writing down a list of all the people you could reach out to in your database... Actually, reaching out to a person in your database is action. Motion is just making the list of the people, and the, you know what I mean. Yes. Like you have to take some actions um, when you're putting yourself in those work situations. Though in the community with other agents, hopefully in your office or even at the board or somewhere else, find the experienced agents and then offer to help. See if you can just be near them. Ask them what's going on. Ask them what difficult transactions they're working on. Like. Learn from them, but the more eager you are to learn from someone, the more they're like, okay, this person wants to work, and Mm -hmm. then they're going to give you those extra leads or let you go do their open house. Or you can't just wander up to a strange agent you never met and be like, I would like to do open houses for you. Right. You're going to have to build those relationships, too. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I think being in an office is so important. One
1: thing you said about leads and open houses, I had a new agent come to me recently and she was like, I'm trying to build my database, mm-hmm. but it is going so slow. I'm I'm new to the area. Okay. I don't know anybody. I'm doing open houses. I'm doing phone duty. And I just can't seem to get people in my database. I said, let's pause for a second. When I think of open houses and phone duty, I'm thinking of that as leads yeah. to follow up on not database not database mm-hmm. database is relationships right. people that would recognize you if they saw you yeah. say hello right. that you, you would, would send your send them christmas card a christmas to. card okay <laughs> right. so we had this whole conversation about you know what is she passionate about where can she go to do something that she loves to meet people that she can form relationships with and add them in the database yeah. And so she was just saying, talking about some of her hobbies. And so she started looking up groups that meet regularly about those specific things. Great. I'm like, yes. That's perfect. But she was stuck because she felt like she was working so hard. And she was, but she was thinking about it the wrong way. Right. She wasn't also forming the relationships. And in the beginning, when you're trying to get a business started, Mm You have to have your pokers in a lot of different fire. Like you're, <laughs> right. you're, you're irons. really you're irons. Oh, I call them pokers. <laughs> your irons. You know, your irons from the fire. Yeah, your irons. Okay, okay, go on. So you have to be able to say like, I am doing this. Yeah. But I think what happens when you're new is you focus on one thing so much. Yeah. And, and then you, you think it fails. Yeah. And then you move on. Yes. And you have to be doing, you have to have a lot of different things in the works. Yeah. Thousands of real estate agents have purchased email templates 101 and we wanted to share some reviews. Nikki said, love these
0: templates. I've been an agent for a little over a year and have done quite a bit of business, but this was my first time using the email templates from start to finish through a listing transaction. It made it so much easier and I feel so much more organized with these systems in place. That's what they're there for, absolutely. Shannon
1: said, I just sent my first seller just listed email and they loved it. That one is my
0: favorite. It's so good. So, so good. Mandy said, these email templates were a great investment. They would have taken me years to put together on my own. They did take years. They, liter- they literally took years. That's how long it <laughs> took. <together. laughs> <laughs>
1: so with email templates, you get 12 buyer templates, 17 seller templates with attachments to guide you through each part of the process. And each template can be customized to fit you.
0: Check out episode number 31 for more information or head over to email templates101.com. You know, also, because we're such big proponents of your database, and that is a long game play. (sighs) Mm -hmm. I think what I've been giving a lot of thought lately is that it's okay in the beginning, in the middle, in the end, wherever you are in your career, to have multiple lead sources, multiple places that you... Open house, phone sure. duty, whatever it is, door knocking, co- you want whatever one you want to do, or online leads. Maybe you have a series of these things, but your database should be that thing that's weaving through all of them yes. and collecting the people that you end up with a meaningful relationship. Can you build a meaningful relationship with someone you met in an open house? One hundred percent. But it's not the minute they put their name on your sign up sheet. No. It takes a lot of effort to be intentional about that relationship. That's an email list, right? Yes. That's not a database. But I think that maybe people are feeling like, or maybe I'm just starting to see it that way. Like we're saying, oh, you should work your database and let everything fall by the wayside. No, your database should be the partner to any other way that you're getting leads. It's always there. It should always be there. It should always be the end goal, though. Like after three years of putting in the time, maybe it is the only way you have to find business. Right. But Somewhere along the way, if you're a full-time agent, you're going to go out there and, and find the message that tells you, you should be dialing dialing for dollars three hours every Tuesday or <laughs> whatever they tell you to do. You don't have to do that, but you're going to have to do some activities. Yes. Okay. Action, Action not motion. Okay. Um, all right. My next thing on my list, if you're going full-time, what to do now, you should which is exactly what I'm saying, have a strategy to get business. So sit down and think, I'm going to, tr- like you did, I'm going to call a hundred for sale by owners. <laughs> I don't, we don't, we agree. Maybe that wasn't the best plan in the end, or maybe you should have stopped at 40, but even still, what is your strategy going to be? What isn't a strategy is no strategy, right? Like I'm just going to sh- sit at home, wait for the phone to ring. hmm Hope that my family wants to buy a house this year. I posted on Facebook if anyone needs to buy or sell a house to call me. Posted one time. But Alyssa, you posted that one time.
1: Right. I post every week that I'm a realtor. (laughs) Right. That was also a good point that we were discussing was what you are posting, it is more effective to post the house you are in the open house right. that you are holding open, yes. the house you are touring. Give a tour of a neighborhood. Like Show people, yourself working. Yes, show that you are working instead of posting, I would like to work. Like
0: you Do have, you want to work right, with me? If you have no office, no business, no meetings to go to, no nothing, you live in a place with neighborhoods. Yes. Go drive through a neighborhood every week and be like, on your social media, hey, this week we're doing this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Here's some, you know, details they have a sidewalk they have a walking trail they have a great front entrance here's what some of the houses look like drive through it with your walk through it with your video Mm -hmm. like and then people like oh yeah you showed us that neighborhood such and such I didn't even know about that neighborhood Mm -hmm. what are the things that are nearby like or wow you're a hard worker yeah you're out there you are literally pounding the (laughs) pavement yes like like literally working you're gonna that's the other thing if you're not full-time if you're not working right Then you're just unemployed. Yeah. You better be doing something. All right. So what's your strategy to get business? I think now's a good time to create one. Like if it's social media, then there's a strategy for that. Like Mm -hmm. these things require some thought. Mm -hmm. Um, Like also go back to your calendar. Are you going to batch content? Do you have a day you put that on the calendar? When do you engage with people on social media? I think everyone needs to be on social media, but you get to choose how to do it. Mm -hmm. Okay, what what else? what were the other commenters telling us? Okay, well going back to database, um, one of our, Community
1: members said that they were laid off last year and it was right before they closed on their new home. Oh, God. And it was actually the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. Just focus on talking to more people about real estate, increase the number of people in your database, and provide people with things of value, and you will be fine. It is so scary, but it is so worth it. You will be okay.
0: You know, it's so funny. The next thing I had on my list was have real estate conversations. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what they said. Talk to people about real estate. Like, how do you start a real estate conversation? Go outside and talk to your neighbors and be like, hey, did you see the house around the corner was listed? It's this much. Mm -hmm. This house around the other corner sold last week. Mm -hmm. Your neighbors love that stuff. Yeah. Send a postcard if you want. Don't have money? Go outside and talk to them. But how do you have conversations? Ask people how they are and what they're doing right now. Mm -hmm. They'll usually return the favor and be like, oh, how are you? What are you doing right now? Oh, well, I'm full time in real estate. It's going great. The end. There you go. Just talk to people about real estate. And by all means, don't brush it aside or ignore it if someone brings it up or someone asks, you know what I'm like, Mm -hmm. don't be embarrassed just because you haven't had a transaction. We actually, I heard someone
1: talking that said that they were very shy. Yeah. And it kind of proposed, I've never struggled with shyness, <laughs> but okay. it's a real thing. Yeah. And it's a hard thing, I think, in this industry to be a shy person. Yeah. But I also believe that your vibe attracts your tribe. For sure. And that you would attract the type of person that would want to work with you. You know, I would think so. On the same note, the advice that she was given, I was – in the middle of it, I was watching this conversation. Oh, you were! I was just <laughs> being <laughs> a, a fly spectator. On the wall. <laughs> was that it's okay to acknowledge that, but there are still times when you have to do things that are outside of that comfort zone, right? Yeah, right. Sometimes you do have to. If this is what you want, if this is what you really want, you will make it happen. Well, because you're
0: going to have to talk to people. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, to our introverts out there. It's something that you just have to be a little bit more mindful of that yeah. when you do go to the luncheon, that you aren't just, right. you know, sitting in the back, not talking mm-hmm. to anyone. Mm-hmm. Like the best thing to do is to maybe even set a goal that you're going to talk to two people. Right. You don't have to work the room. Right. You You know, go find that other person
0: that is sitting by themselves and right. sit with them and say, hey, do you mind if I sit here? Right. Or if that's, like, really uncomfortable for you, start those relationships online before you get there, right? You're such a good online friend. But it's pretty easy Mm -hmm. if you're an introvert, if you're shy, to send a message. This is low pain, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Right. Hey,
0: I'm going to be at the networking meeting on Thursday. Would love to, you know, chat for a minute about X or just... Send them a message like, hey, I saw your post on whatever. That was cool. Start building a relationship to where when they see you, they're warm and they come to you. And then maybe that will help you open up a little. That's a good idea. So you're not walking up to strangers. They don't yeah. have to be totally strangers. But, right. You know. Mm-hmm. Or, or just go with a buddy. Yeah. Like, why can't you take someone else? Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of business networking groups that are different whatever demographics right like young ladies who run business what like Mm -hmm. whatever like just find some people that you can go with that would want to you know network there as well Mm -hmm. i think the word networking is also pretty um off-putting and nerve wracking if you're an introvert or if you're shy. Like yeah. networking that sounds terrible. So it sounds scary. like door knocking. Yeah. I don't want I don't want to do that. It's not so bad guys. But maybe just go volunteer at the animal shelter and you meet three people. Mm-hmm. Do you know like mm-hmm. maybe it's not a room full of a banquet. Right, <laughs> like right. Let's take it down. We just need to get a person or two a week. Like it doesn't have to be this big thing where I'm sending a letter to the entire, you know, yeah. community of whatever charity organization you've decided to like. Take it back up. Just take it back a little. Yeah. Okay. Um, my other idea on not my idea, but an idea I've read many times in the all over the place. Start sending your people, whoever you know unsolicited CMAs this is a great way to start a real estate conversation even if it's via email just be like hey I'm practicing my CMAs and I looked yours up and here you go and let me know if you have questions about the report and have a great day bye oh that's so nice but if you're full-time and you don't know how to fill your time you can do that for an hour or two a week and mm-hmm. really make an impact with your database a huge impact huge mm-hmm. okay what else you got Um, One of
1: our other community members said that she had set a goal before leaving to have six months of expenses and savings. Um, But she said that she had a lot of agents in her office who said once they became full time, they doubled or tripled their income. Wow. Yeah. Just from, like, saying, okay. Like, it's like sometimes we're holding on to the t- the crumbs. Right. Because they are. Well, the sure thing. The sure thing. Yeah, we're They scared. are going to be there no yeah. matter what. And we're clinging to it right. so tightly. But if we would just do what we need to do. Right. If you feel like that is what you're being called to do. Yeah. You are opening it up for something double or triple it could be. Yeah. It could be this huge game changer for
0: your family. Right. Like. I remember hearing Jenna Kutcher talk about like, what's the worst case scenario, right? So she was trying to work to becoming a full-time photographer, but she's working in corporate America in her little cubicle job at the Target, you know, in like, I think human resources. And she's like, my little, whatever it was, you know, salary, it was just comfortable. And I felt like I needed to replace it. And then she was like, and then when it was time to go full-time into the photography, I'm like... Let's just think through the worst case scenario. I like that. I go into photography. I don't book any jobs. I have no money, but I've saved up my like whatever, one year or six months. In six months, it doesn't work. What do I do then? I just go back and get another job. Right. Like it's not like you're saying I can never work for someone else again. Mm -hmm. You just go back. They say when you're trying to process
1: something that makes you nervous, you stop at the worst part. Right. Like, and then I have no money. Right. But like, I have no bookings and I have that. no money. Right. And they say mm-hmm. the only way to overcome that mental block is to keep going. Yeah.
0: Like, push through to the other side. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just going to go through the, what's the actual worst thing that's going to happen? Yeah. You don't sell real estate anymore. Everyone knows that you fail. No one cares. No. Or will notice. Mm-mm. Because you, you're trying so hard as a realtor 10 years deep or more just to make sure everyone remembers you're a realtor. Trust me, they're not going to realize it if you stop being a realtor. Right. They're just going to be like, oh.
1: Yeah, it's okay. You work wherever. Yeah. Or they
0: don't care about where you work
1: people are very consumed with themselves. Very, They're not looking at you as much as you think they are.
0: Okay. Next on my list of things to do when you're full-time is to fine-tune your systems and processes. Y'all know I like a system. And if you're going into it because you're busy, you better do this because you're going to get overwhelmed and lose Mm -hmm. control and work seven days a week. Um, But if you're new, it will also give you a great sense of confidence when it's time to work with the buyer or the seller that shows up they're going to come relatively infrequently in the beginning and you need to be confident enough that you don't lose the one good you know warm hot lead that you get right Mm -hmm. you can't be like worried or confused so anyway fine tune your systems and processes know how to work with the buyer seller watch someone else do it if you haven't before know what a closing looks like like Be like, listen to all of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, like at the very least, right? Be aware of, of all the parts of the process. All right. Anything else on your comments from the nice people who were helping? Well, when you were saying that you
1: need to have your systems in place, I can think back to college when we were having to mock open our own business, and we had to think through all the different avenues. Uh huh. Nobody, nobody, many people don't do that when they think about becoming a realtor. Good point. They're just like, I just get licensed. Right. But they're not really thinking about it as an official business. Do I need a business account? What about advertising? Mm -hmm. What about marketing? Mm -hmm. What about a logo? And don't get caught in the weeds on things like logos and yep. whatnot but it's nice to be able to quickly brand yourself mm-hmm. start with what your schedule is going to look like mm-hmm. what you're going to share how you're going to communicate to people like actually having a business plan
0: yeah
1: and always going back to the question if you hired you <laughs> right. to run your business
0: would you fire you right are you even show are you even showing up for work yeah. Have you been to work this week? (laughs) Like, ask yourself, really? Have I really worked this week? Am I working full-time? Can you call yourself full-time? I feel so busy, but... Right. And I
1: like how you do where you have your days where if you're feeling like you're in a funk or you're not being productive, where you actually document what you do.
0: Right. How many days? You did it for a week? Um. I, oh, I did the time audit for three days. A time audit. Every 15 minutes, write down what you're doing. I love that. Now, I was not technically in a funk at that time. I was trying to just sort out how am I spending my time. So okay. one day happened to be a day where I was in the office. One day was a day where I had appointments out of the house. And I don't know what the third, probably the same with the third day. But every 15 minutes, track your time. Mm-hmm. At least you can be aware. I think- being aware of how you're spending your time is the key to unlocking, well, how do I want to adjust this? Yeah, You know, and you, and it can't, I mean, you are going to probably be on your best behavior, but trust me, you'll notice how many times you reach for your phone to go scroll. Right. Because you were supposed to be tracking every 15 minutes what you're doing. And then suddenly you're like, you know, well, it's like logging your food. Right. You're like, I'm not going to eat this Reese's Peanut Butter Cup because I don't want to put it on
1: the list. It's just
0: like that. Yeah, it just makes you aware. It is kind of helpful if you're transitioning. And look, if you're a producing realtor that's going from part-time to full-time, you are going to have some extra time now, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you don't want to fill it up with the wrong things, what mm-hmm. you think you should be doing. Fill it up with the things that you want to do based on your business plan and your strategies. Mm. You can't just say, oh, well, everyone says I have to call you know, people for three hours on Tuesday. Is that your strategy? Like, mm-hmm. are you comfortable doing that? Do the calls end up positively? Like, what are you... So- like, you've got to choose what you're going to do with that time and this basically block it out, right? Right. Um, number one tip I have on the list though, you're full time now, what is, wait for it, put on shoes. Oh, is this Atomic Habits? I don't think so. No, this is one of those, um, they say if you work from home that the key is to putting on shoes. Oh. So that you aren't. Like, like, don't shovel around your house in slippers, roll into your, you know, computer for a few minutes with your, like, you know, face mask on and, like, your hair in a messy bun and, like, pretend like you're – no, you got to put your mind – like, your body and your mind have to be like, oh, it's work time. Yes. Like, I'm in the mode. So, even if you are working from home and you don't have a community to go spend time physically inside of – Put your dang shoes on and then do whatever you plan to do for your business. One of my things when I'm working from home is like once I light the candle on my desk, i oh, you must
1: you've lit, the, you've lit in the fire. have lit in the fire. Now you, put the, now you can put the poker in it. <laughs> I can put my poker in the fire. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, in office day, we talk about all the tips for working at home, I think. And that's um, episode 78. And we do talk about putting on the shoes there. Okay. Even if they're flip-flops. I've got on flip-flops today. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Andy, what about slippers? You said no slippers. I would prefer not a slipper. Okay. I feel like that that speaks um like sleepy to a different time, vibe. Yeah, you're right. It quiet does. Quiet coffee by the fire. Like that's not the vibe we're going for. We need, we need action, not motion. Okay. Action. You're right. You're right. Motion would be putting okay. on your slippers and pretending like you're going to go into your office, but watching Netflix selling sunset because it's about real estate. That's not going to work. Action would be putting on your real shoes and going to tour a neighborhood, even if you're by yourself in your car, taking random video. Yeah. Okay. I got a good one.
1: Oh, good. I can't wait. (laughs) I left my full-time job with little money and saved to work in real estate full-time. I sold 35 homes in my first year. (gasps) Failure was not an option. That's how we both – you felt that way? It was not an option. That's how I felt. That's how I felt. I had to make this happen. Plus, listen to all of the courses for Hustle Humbly and the templates until it is natural. Oh, I love that. You've got this. Mm I like that too. I think the natural thing, it does come. Like once you get into this rhythm, people are like, how many, can I see all of your checklists and this and that? But most of that is just, I'm on autopilot because I do it so many times. Practice it's, makes it, perfect. Practice does make perfect that I'm
0: not having to refer back and be like, oh wait,
1: I have a contract. What do I do now? But again, Let me look at my it checklist. It is a level
0: of confidence that yeah. permeates your business and that your clients pick up on. Mm -hmm. Your confidence comes from not just having the checklist or the template, but in knowing it and it being part of you and you like really internalizing what's the process? How do we go through this? What happens next? Being able to answer questions on the fly from a client is huge when Mm -hmm. it comes to how confident you feel and how they feel confident in you and how they feel like moving forward. Like You can easily help people feel confident in their decision to buy or sell based on the amount of confidence you have in the process in general oh yeah right Mm -hmm. did they give any other good tips or that was pretty much um there was one more i'm looking it up if you have anything else Uh, well you know the last thing i had that we kind of touched on though is um to use social media i think that it would be kind of silly to say that's not part of my strategy because mm-hmm. it is a free way to reach everyone even if database is what you're doing even if online whatever it is you you have to be online mm-hmm. people are going to look for you there just like they're looking for their houses there mm-hmm. so i think you want to set up your accounts with good bios make sure you have an account on all the places make sure that you know whatever parts of your business are going to be digital that they look good Mm -hmm. and that they're there and that you you know have a process to check them every month or so so i like the thing that says i wish there was a free way
1: for me to like keep up with people in my life and see what's going on in their personal life and kind of snoop around and like it's called Facebook.
0: Right. Like, <laughs> it's there. It's there. Go learn about your people. Okay, is that everything that you have? I did. Look, I checked off my whole list. Okay, it's well not listen that hard. how fun this is. Okay, let me hear it.
1: He posted in December that okay. he got laid off. Right. One of our community members checked in with him 2 weeks ago. <laughs>
0: love it. On the post. I love a check-in. I know. And she said So it was December and now we're Okay, Yeah, love and it. now we're in May. Okay. As,
1: at the time of this recording. Love it. And And she said, are you full time now? And how is it going? I want to hear it. He said, thank you so much for asking. It has been really incredible. It feels like the universe is telling me that this was the right time. I'm on pace to do double what I did last year, which makes me feel so relieved.
0: Oh, yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm.
1: He said, if I would have stayed at my other job and tried to do this much work, I would totally be drowning.
0: No doubt. Yeah, you can That's can't, the other that thing. You've got to cut, cut that cord at some point. Yeah, I love it. Because you'll be so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, great. Success story. Success. Loving that. So if you're going full time right now or you're on the fence, I hope this is a motivational type episode. Mm-hmm. You can do it. I think just
1: being honest with yourself. Not being afraid to be hard on yourself and say, hey, I know you felt really busy yesterday, but none of it was work-related. Right. You know? like what Was it motion? Yeah. You're just moving, but yeah. you're not
0: actually being intentional.
1: Right. Yeah. It's a
0: good point. Yeah. Okay. So good. Are you ready for the toast? Yes. Okay. This one comes from Lacey Wilson and, oh, two people. Oh. And Scarlett Chenevere, and they're toasting to Ken Capasso. Okay. Capasso, Capasso. I don't know. Um, they're in Casper, Wyoming. Oh, that's pre- that sounds like a pretty place. Uh, doesn't it sound like a pretty place? <laughs> Wyoming, I think, is all pretty, like, yeah, you know, yeah. that area. Okay. We would like to toast our fearless leader and broker, Ken Capasso. Ken is super supportive of our businesses and is always available to help us through difficult transactions mm. and is more than willing to invest in our brand to build up our business. Ken has been a strong support system and advisor to our real estate businesses. Mm. That's That's great. That's a great broker. I know, right? Good Mm -hmm. job, Ken. So cheers to Ken. Cheers, Ken. And thank you to Lacey and Scarlett. Y'all have a great day and, you know, take some action. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Goodbye. Thank you so much for tuning
1: in to the Hustle Humbly Podcast.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, please go to ratethispodcast.com slash humbly and leave us a review or like this video. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell for notifications. If you have an episode topic or someone you'd like to toast on the show, please email us at team at hustlehumblypodcast.com. Find us on social media at hustle humbly podcast. Don't forget to find all the free resources at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. See you next week.